ministry of Nelson Ihiago. Be stirred as you listen. When the flow of the Spirit is, being, is happening, I'm ready. If the flow of the Spirit interrupts the word, I'm ready. So whether you came intentionally or you came by choice, you are here. You might as well give the meeting your best. Say amen. amen. So you won't be like the king that when it's time to strike the ground, you will strike three times and stop. You keep striking, keep striking until he tells you stop. You see, I'll tell you a story, personal story. My man of God, my spiritual father, he was preaching and he was talking on creative miracles and he deviated and started talking about, you know, the Lord giving speed and whatnot. And then one of, one of another um, brother of mine that is his spiritual son also, we were sitting in front like this. My man of God was talking, he was, he was talking and we were, he hit the point and we were just rejoicing. And then he said, he called him, he said, Pastor Adeity, he said, prophetic instruction, run. And then the man of God ran, right? I was already bouncing <laughs> because whether he said run or not, I knew that something was coming for me. And then he now looked at me, Pastor Nelson. No, you don't wait for the instruction now. He said, Pastor Nelson. As I took off, he said, Woo! <laughs> oh, God. You know, I come from, from the part of the world where I come from, we have something we say in vernacular, don't dodge. Don't sly yourself. Don't come here and, and be cajoled to do what is beneficial for you. Say amen. amen. You're here, you might as well make it count. Say amen again. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's do this one more time. Say Holy Spirit. I just finished preaching now, so let's do better. Say Holy Spirit. I'm ready for all you have for me. Say Holy Spirit. I'm ready for all you have for me. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready for all you have for me today. So before I go on again, help me appreciate our host, Pastor Salari. Thank you very much. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and speak. Oh. I feel like a lot of that will happen in this meeting. Let me say this. A point, I'm speaking prophetically now. I know a point in the meeting will come where we will feel the atmosphere shift. All right? Where we will feel the atmosphere shift. Where we will feel the atmosphere shift. And in that time, you see, Beyond my voice, there are, there are other ministering spirits in the room. All right. Which of them were part of the people praying for the meeting? Stand. No, no, no. The choir. Stand. Stand, 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 stand. No, no, not all of you. Which of them were part of the people praying? Three of you. Okay, that means I was correct. I saw three. I'll pray for you after. Or when it's time for the flows of the spirit. So I'm going to be speaking about. Uh, yes, let me finish my thought. My thought is this: when it's time 
for the flows of the spirit or for the teaching of God's word, I feel like there will be points where the Lord is going to be nudging people to respond. So in the, in the, in the flow of teaching, at a point comes, you feel like praying, praying tongues under your breath. Go to the back and pray. You feel to kneel, kneel. You feel to stand, stand. As far as it's not disorderly, give flow to that supply of the spirit. Are you here? Uh-huh. Give flow because it's important. Let me just go on. So we're going to be looking at the word regeneration. Now we're going to be looking at the Bible topic, regeneration, right? Now, you see, the most important part of, a, of any Christian gathering is the teaching of God's word. Whether it's a concert, whether it's a, um, um, it's a concert, it's a... Oh. And that is exactly why we camp around God's word. Believers who don't, ignorance is dangerous. And that's why when you read through scriptures, what the devil is exactly after, even when the devil has health, finances, all those things, what he's really after is the word of God in your heart. The Bible, Jesus tells us in the parable of the sower, that the man who does not understand the word, the birds of the air which signify the devil came and took nothing else but the word. When the Bible, when the devil came for Job, all he wanted was not exactly Job's health. All he wanted was not exactly Job's money. What he wanted was for Job to curse God. So what he was after was the testimony of God in the heart of Job. Please, are you in the house? What he was after was the, was the testimony of God in the heart of Job. So the devil knows what is of value more than many believers. And what is of value? The word of God in your heart. The word of God in your heart. This is not an interlude in a powerful session. Uh -uh. It, is a, it is the mainstay of the meeting. You see, many people go from meeting to meeting to meeting, get impartations after impartations, but after weeks, it fizzles away. Why? They don't know the word, so they don't know how to engage what they've received. There is power in the name of Jesus, Yahweh, Yahweh. There is power in the name of Jesus, Yahweh, Yahweh. Signs and wonders in the name of Jesus, Yahweh, Yahweh. We overcome in the name of Jesus, Yahweh, Yahweh. So many people don't know how to engage. They don't know how to engage God's word. The word of God is what builds the saints. The word of God is why we are here. Amen? So, when we look at the word, we, am I going to have scriptures projected here? Okay, good. We're looking at the regeneration. The word regeneration simply means rebirth, meaning to be born again. And we're going to be breaking what that means. You see, let me say something very important. Not everybody has a sin, not everybody has a health problem. Are you with me? Yes, not everybody has a health problem. Not everybody has a money problem. Not everybody has a marital problem. But every man has a sin problem. Yes, 
if the same message you're going to preach to Elon Musk to get saved is not the same message you're going to preach to me to get saved, the message is faulty. Because the gospel must not be good news contextually. It must be good news everywhere. So, if I'm going to preach to Elon, or if you're going to preach to me and you say, come to Jesus, so Jesus will make you wealthy. But then you don't preach that to Elon. Then your message is not aligning. But all men have a sin. He does. Okay, let me, let me just read then. He said, and you who were dead in your sins and your trespasses. The Bible lets us understand that, you see, a man who is not born again, he's not just sinful and being a sinner. The man who is not born again is called dead. You see, someone said something very profound. He said, if you are born once, you will die twice. But if you are born twice, you die once. All right. He said, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince, Ephesians 2.1. Ephesians 2.1. He said, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in your trespasses and sins. So he is talking to believers here. And he's saying that people who are saved, this is who they were. So anybody who is unsaved is dead in their sins and their trespasses. Dead in their sins and their trespasses. So the Bible consistently speaks of um, a sin nature. The Bible consistently speaks of something. The Bible says death passed upon all men from the sin of Adam. So the Bible consistently speaks of a weakness that has expression in the flesh of man. He said none seeks God, none. None. And that's why Paul will speak, you know, as an interlocutor, as a, as a sinful man. He will say, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? You see, a lot of people, when it comes to sin, they engage it and they say, oh, um, they think in trying to look for liberties, they are engaging bondage. And then, you know, when they think they are free, if you want to know how free they are, tell them to stop. I'll stop when I can't, I want to. Lies. Because the Bible talks of something called the power of sin. Ah, sin has a power. I'm a pastor. I've seen many people under oppressions of the devil. And under the bondage and weight of sin. Sin has a power. Many of you, when you, before you got saved, you did not know that there was a weight on you until you received Jesus. You now start feeling light. Can I get a witness in the house? Because there was something that passed from Adam to all men. There was a frailty that passed upon all men. But, thank God, there's something. Give me that Ephesians 2.1 again. Ephesians 2.1. There's something that happened to us. He said, you have he quickened. The word quickened here means you have he made alive. Please, are you here? Yes, you have he made alive. The Bible speaks in Romans 5, Romans 6. It talks of the law of sin and death that is at work in men. But the Bible says that those who are born again, meaning those who have been quickened, those who have been made 
alive. There is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that is at work in us. So, beyond a natural life force, beyond the fact that my lungs are working and all these things, there is a second life that is at work in me. It's the life of the Son of God. Are you with me? So, so, regeneration as our physical birth enables us to enter this physical realm, our spiritual birth enables us to enter a spiritual realm. Give me John chapter 3. Let's start from verse 3. If, if we're going to have that up, if not, just run. John chapter 3. Please, are you still here? Yes, sir. All right. John 3. All right, let's read. John 3, 3. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, okay. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be... Right? The word here is you can substitute this word to mean except a man be regenerated. So, if you are born, you are generated. For you to be born again is a regeneration. Do you get what I just said? Uh-huh. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, what we're going to verse 5, so just get ready. What Jesus is saying here, go back to verse 3, I, I, I want to quickly speak to this. He said, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It means that there is an engagement with the divine a man will not have except he is born again. There's an engagement with the affairs of God a man will not have if he's not born again. Verse 4. He said, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Give me verse 5. Now, that verse 5, you know it's not revelation. Nicodemus was asking a question, right? Verse 5, he said, Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Quick one. Are you ready for some Bible study? Okay. Now, um, give me, let's, let's read on. I'll come back to this. I want, I want to read, give me verse 6. Verse 6. He said, that, now Jesus is speaking. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is what? Uh-huh. Now, if you read this verse, you will see what I said at the beginning. There is a generation. That which is born of flesh is generation. That which is born of the spirit is a regeneration. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that's why Jesus said in John 3, 3, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is an engagement with the divine, a man that is not born again cannot, there's an engagement with the divine, a man that is not born again cannot have. He can't have it. 
Because he's not born again. Why? Because that man is flesh. That man is flesh. But a man who is born again, a man who has been regenerated, is born of the Spirit. Let me see verse 7. Okay, we're, we're still going on. He said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Uh -huh, verse 8. Okay, no, go back. Go back to verse 5. Anyways, Jesus said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. But look at this. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If you read, if you read John 3.10, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, are you a teacher of Israel? A doctor of the law and you don't know these things. So when he said, if, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. When you read that many theologians agree that what he was talking about was, he was talking about two aspects of the same thing. Hmm? John 3.10, two aspects of the same thing. Meaning, whoever is um, born of the spirit is born of water. Please, are you here? Whoever is born of the Spirit is born of water. Now, um, just, just in case anyone has some doubt here, let me just explain. So, a lot of people quick, might think that the born of water is baptism. Now, they, we may think it's baptism, but he said that, um, except the man is born of water and spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There are people who are born again that have not been baptized. Do we agree? Does it mean that they don't, they will not engage with the things of God? Answer me. Does that mean so? So that water cannot be baptism. Because there are people who got, I mean, the Bible tells us in the house of Cornelius, the Holy Ghost fell as they believed. But they have not been baptized in water yet. So what gives a man access to the things of God is nothing physical but everything spiritual. Which is belief. Faith in Christ Jesus is what saves a man. The baptism and that conversation on, you know, um, an outward expression of an inward truth and conversations like that. Please, are you still here? So Jesus said, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. So when you go to verse 10, Jesus said, are you a teacher in Israel and you don't already know these things? Why did Jesus say that? Jesus said that because when he said verse 5, he was expecting Nicodemus to understand what he was saying. Why? Because you see, when the water, huh? look at this, Jesus answered and said unto him, okay. He said, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot see the, enter into the kingdom of God. Now, oh, another, another instance, let me, just in case somebody still has doubt on the water one. The thief on the cross, was he baptized? But did he spend eternity with the Father? So do you get what I'm saying? So definitely this is, and Jesus was speaking of this with a certainty. He said, except a man, he cannot see. So, Jesus was asking Nicodemus, are you a teacher in Israel? And you don't know these things. There was a reason Jesus was asking him that. Because there is a way water was consistently used by the prophets. Huh? There's a way water was consistently used by the prophets that Jesus expected Nicodemus to know what he was talking about once. Um, give me 
Let me see. Ezekiel 36, 25. Ezekiel 36, 25. Now we're, we're getting a little bit more practical. Remember what I said. When he said, except a man be born of the wa of water and of the spirit. He's explaining two different, two things that are the same. Or two aspects of the same truth, right? He said, then will I sprinkle clean Will I sprinkle clean water upon you? And you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Give me, go, continue. He said, a new heart will I give to you. And a new what? So, whenever he spoke of water, the spirit was not far. A new heart will I give to you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and will give you an heart of flesh. Give me, let me, let's read 27. He said, and I will put, I will put my what? Within you and cause you to what? Walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgment and do them. So, when he said, I will sprinkle water upon you and you'll be clean, take away your idols and all those things. What he basically meant was the water will sprinkle on you, which actually is the spirit he was talking about, will cause you to walk in. Because if you walk in his statutes, your idols are taken away, right? Yes, yes. So do you see the interplay of the water and the spirit here? Do you see the interplay of the water and the spirit here? Okay. Um, Jeremiah 31, 33. Jeremiah 31, 33. Open Jeremiah. This might be the first time this year you are reading that book. Jeremiah 31, 33. 33. Mm -hmm. oh, oh. All right. 31-33. Thank you. It said, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. You know what? Let's read this verse like a mass choir. One, two, go. Uh-huh. 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 Come on. Uh-huh. And they shall be my people. Look at this. Does this correlate with what we just read in Ezekiel 36? Answer me. Does this correlate? Uh-huh. Now, you know, this, this, this prophetic word is quoted verbatim in the book of Hebrews. It's quoted in the book of Hebrews. He said, just like he said, he will put their heart, um, the, the words in my heart, and I will put their spirit. I think it's Hebrews 8, if I'm not mistaken. It's quoted verbatim. It means that the, what was a prophecy is fulfilled in our day. You see, when you read, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. Huh? And I will put my law and cause them to do. Do you know the verse of scripture that comes to mind? For it is God that works in you. Both to will and to do. Uh. He's the one that is taking out the stony heart. And putting it with... So, the taking away of the stony heart will automatically also has the giving of the spirit. The giving of the spirit from the lens of the prophet is the sprinkling of water for you to be clean. 
So when Paul says in um, when Paul says in Philippians two, he said he said uh, Philippians two thirteen. When Paul said um, um, what is that verse I just quoted? Um, for it is God that works in you to will and to do. When Paul says that, you know what? Give me Philippians two twelve. Then let's read let's read the verse before and the verse after two twelve. Twelve. Wait, let me see thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, yes, we're correct. Okay, go back to twelve. Go back to twelve. He said, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. A lot of people stop here. Are you with me? Uh-huh. A lot of people stop here and we now say, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. But first of all, this verse alone shows us something. The salvation is inside. Work it out. So when a lot of people read walk out, what they read is walk for. <laughs> a lot of people read walk for rather than walk out. But thank God we have verse 13. Let's read verse 13 like a mass choir. Media team, verse 13. One, two, go. It means that God is the active force, the sprinkling water, the spirit within, the law in my heart. He's the one that is at work in me to desire and to actually do it. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Listen, I want you to first know something. Regeneration is not something you are praying for. If you are born again, it's something that has happened in you. A lot of people don't read the tenses in their Bible. So when the Bible says something is done, you don't pray for it to be done. If, since we're on the subject of regeneration, Ezekiel 36, he said, I will take out the stony heart out of your flesh. That has been fulfilled like we read in Hebrews, right? Answer me, it has been fulfilled, right? Then you don't pray, oh Lord, give me a clean heart. Oh, okay. You don't say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. That was David's prayer. Okay. It's what he has done. He has taken away the heart of stone. That heart of stone was symbolic of the sin nature. Giving of the spirit. The one that is at work in you to will and to do. The heart of flesh is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The man... That is not in Christ. That's why Paul will speak. That the man will say, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Because when you have a nature of sin, you can't but sin. Are you here? Yes. When you have the nature of sin, you can't but sin. But when you have the nature of God, you can say no to sin. Yes, ah, Titus 3.5. Give me verse 4. Let's start from verse 4. It said... But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior towards man appeared. Hold on. What is this verse talking about? When he says, after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared. This is salvation. The kindness of God towards man is what? Salvation. In this context. Give me verse 5. Verse 5. He said, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the what? Talk to me. By the what? What do you use to wash? Water. What? You are born of what? Water. 
and so look at what he said he said by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the spirit water water spirit born of the water and born of the spirit two aspects of the same thing Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 you are so easy to preach to. Matthew 3, 11. Are you learning anything? Uh -huh. Matthew 3, 11. You and I will change the world. Holy Ghost. Light within my soul. Holy Ghost. Okay, let's, let's read this. He said, this is John speaking. Please, are you with me? This is John speaking. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Now, John was actually pointing them to a Messiah. Remember, good works don't save, not by works of righteousness. So the repentance here was not just doing right. Even though John told them to do right, he was pointing them to a Messiah. A moral... A moral unbeliever is still a moral sinner before God. Because if you stand before God on your righteousness, you will advocate for yourself. But if you stand before God on his righteousness, when he looks at you, see, listen, the righteousness that can satisfy God is the only one that can be of his own class. Anyways, that's, that's not the sermon for today. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me. Please, who is the he? Talk to me. Who is the he? Okay. He that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. So when he says shoes, he was usually alluding to the person who was a servant. Because the servant usually untied the master's shoes, took his shoes. So he was saying, I'm not even worthy to be his servant. He said, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So John is saying, I put you in water. Huh? And I bring you, remember the Bible says in John 3, you are born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit, born of the water. You can use that to allude to baptism, water, right? Allude, like I said. He said, um, he shall baptize you with the what? Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, ah. Give me verse 12. Before we go to give, read this verse 12, go back to Titus 3.5. Titus 3.5. I am in my bones. Holy Ghost. You are the power in my life. Holy Ghost, you, you and I will change the world. 3-5, 3-5, 3-5, Titus 3-5. He said, not by works of righteousness which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. There is a washing that has happened in the believer. Okay. Please, are you with me in this yes, place? Sir.
There's a washing that has happened in the believer. Titus 3, 5. He said, by the washing of his redemption. So, the Bible says in, remember what we read in um, Ephesians 2. He said, you who were dead in sins and trespasses, has he quickened? Has he made a life? So, it means that the person who is born again, he doesn't live in what he has been made alive from. Do you get what I'm saying? The person who has been born again, he doesn't live in what he has been made alive from. So, if you are dead to sin, you don't live in sin. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you can live righteously. You don't live righteous to be righteous. You have been made righteous, therefore you can live righteously. Remember what I said. The Bible says that we have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And because we have that law of the spirit of Christ, we can say no to sin. You can say no to sin. And that's why Paul, before that, he said, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Then he now said, what the law could not do, in that it was weak in the flesh, Christ did. So when the Bible, Paul will tell the believer, don't live in sin, because the believer can live above sin. You can't tell the unbeliever, stop sinning, he can't but sin. Are you here? The unbeliever can't but sin, but he can tell the believer. That's why Paul will simply say, let him that stole steal no more. See, let me tell you something. Many times, a lot of people are looking for deliverance from the spirit of pornography. Stop. The biblical answer is stop. I can't help but lie. Stop. Because everything you need to live above sin has been given to you in the spirit within and that's why when you sin, you feel bad. For the believer, please hear me. For the believer, it's a temptation. For the unbeliever, it's an opportunity. Because we have been renewed. So there's a walking, there's an engineering. Our idols have been taken away. Water has been sprinkled on me. I have become clean. Please, are you here? Uh-huh. He says... Not by the works of righteousness, uh, um, Titus 3. Now, let's go back to, let's go back to Matthew 3, 11 into 12 again. Matthew 3, please, please, let me hear you some more. Matthew 3, 11. My goodness. Matthew 3, 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the what? Holy Ghost and with what? Fire. Next verse, 12. It said, whose fan is in his hand? He shall thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat. Please, uh, gather his wheat into the garner but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Does this sound like the sprinkling of water that made clean? Does this sound like the taking away of the idols? When he says he will burn off shaft, he's talking of waste. So when you wash off, what do you wash off? What is unwanted? So that's what has happened. See, in the indwelling spirit is the ability to live right. That ability has been given. A regenerated man lives right. 
Please hear me. I'm not saying you are trying to live right. You have all the abilities in God to live right. Because you have been what? Regenerated. So he said, whose fan is in his hand? In your life. What, what, what is the, any sin that is in your life or any habit or addiction is illegal. And you treat it as such. I've met many people that have met me and say, Pastor, I'm struggling with this, that. Many people, you know, young people, sexual habits. So, because we have energy. Pornography, I say, you know what? I put you on a romance diet. Romans 6, 7, 8. You read it twice a day for two weeks. When you read it, when the, when the urge comes, you will say, no, ye not. <laughs> it will come out of you. And let me tell you, God puts those desires there. So they will never vanish one day. But one thing people must know is there is something that is at work in your... There is a fruit of your regenerated spirit called self-control. Engratia. You can withhold. But he said, I will purge my floor. It's the same thing as a washing of regeneration. That washing has happened in my heart. That washing has happened in your heart if you're born again. Praise the Lord. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to the spirit. So we are born. The, the first birth was defected by Adam's sin. So the second birth was refreshed. The second birth was a refreshing. Say amen. amen. The, and the, the Bible says, if we read that John chapter 3, it basically, it basically, John chapter 3 tells us that we are, please pay attention. John chapter 3 tells us that we are born of the spirit. The birth that makes us, that brings us into Christ is a birth that is done of the spirit. So there is nobody that is born again that doesn't have the Holy Ghost. Ah, the Holy Ghost is the agent of salvation. He is also the agent of your resurrection. What circumcision was in the Old Testament as a type is what the indwelling of the Spirit is for, the, for everyone in Christ. And I'm not talking of tongues. I'm not saying tongues. I'm saying the Bible says in um, 2 Corinthians 1.22, he says he's the seal, he's the earnest of the expectation. It means that the Holy Ghost is a foretaste of the coming of Jesus that the believer has. Jesus. Let me read a few scriptures. Give me Ephesians 2 3. Ephesians 2 3. Ephesians 2 3. Let me just read, run through it. Okay. It said, Among whom also we had our conversation, our conduct in time past in the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature. 
This word nature is product, what he means by nature is product of the first birth, the generation. Are you here? He said by nature, the children of wrath, even as other. This is who we were. We were children of wrath, children that walked in disobedience to the demands of God. Romans, give me quickly, Romans chapter 5 verse 18. Romans 5 18. Ah, let's run, let's run, let's run, let's run, let's run. Romans 5 18. Romans 5 18. Then you then you prepare Romans 8 28 to 30. Romans 5 18. 5 18. Come on. It said, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one. The free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So these are some of the things that apply to us because we have believed on what Jesus has done. Please, are you with me? Give me verse 19. 19. Give me, no, 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 go back. Romans 5, 18 to 20. We're going to 18 to 20, yes. Quick, 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 quick. Do I need to open? He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For somebody struggling here, am I at peace with God? You do. If you are born again, you have peace with God. Say that I have peace with God. Anyone born again has peace with God. Next verse, let's go to 20. 20. 20. Romans 5. Verse 20 now says, More so, the law entered that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. And what is the working of grace where sin abounded? That regeneration by the Spirit we have. Then Romans 8 28, as I, as I round off and I end my teaching here. Romans 8. Look at what it says here. 8 28. He said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. 29. 29. He said, for whom he didn't know, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. 30. He said, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And who he did call, them he justified. And whom he justified, them he glorified. What does this mean? Remember when we read everything in um, Titus chapter 3. It was talking of a regeneration that has happened. And because of that, not by works of righteousness, there is a justification we have come to. That justification is ultimately what happens in our glorification, what Jesus comes. But ultimately, the first thing to understand is you are not just born, you are born again. There's a regeneration that has happened in your heart. Christianity is a miracle of change desires. It's a miracle of change desires. The man who is born of God has set, his desires are set differently. His desires are set differently. And I assure you, if you're here 
Maybe you are not born again. And by born again, I mean, maybe you don't know what the gospel is. The gospel is he died for our sins and rose for our justification. The truth is, hell is real. But some will find out. Everybody will find out. Because everybody will know. But much more is the gift of God. It's not his plan that any should perish. But that all come to eternal life. Please, are you here? Uh huh. So, we have been born anew. Or you are not living for God. If you're not living for God and maybe you are born again, you, have, you are living below your potentials in the rebirth that you have received in him. And I want to tell you here, it doesn't matter the habit you are struggling with and how long you've been struggling with that habit. Insist on the word of God. The spirit is at work in me. He will burn the shaft with unquenchable fire. He will burn it with unquenchable. The spirit of God in me will defeat habits. Smoking, vaping, pornography, sexual misconduct, lying, stealing. The Holy Ghost is bigger. He's bigger. There's a rebirth that has been worked on my inside. What is seen when we are talking of the power of God? The mightier it is, the stronger the grace of God. Because we are seeing abounds. Grace abounds much more. The grace of God will never see sin and say, what do I do now? Right, better still, the grace of God will swallow up sin. Uh, the grace of God will swallow up sin. Swallow up sin. Swallow up sin. Some of us have learned to trust God some of us have only learned to trust God for miracles that we know he can do, signs, wonders, and all those things he can do. Habits that you, are, that you may be struggling with, God is bigger than. God is bigger than. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the few minutes I have left, I want us to flow with the Spirit. Rise to your feet. Mola kazada kete. Kekendele kugi adabakada bako boko boko bruke deke doko doku daka dabaga laga diga laga laga daga zeke brundaka brundaka palaila kusta kebro zeke ubrumu kuraga daga lige deke deke lige baraka diga dabayaga sombela braga daga 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 zeke tekete agada kusete koba brabada Galaga bogo bogo shekete akukuti pikituku piti kapoto koprodia paleku kutukutu azuzu gade ele kukutu paleko kutuliti I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Mihalwan Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at t.me forward slash Nelson Mihalwan. And for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Mihalwan. God bless you.